0: Smooth? Was it a smooth grab? Yeah, like did you like did it hit your head at all?
1: (laughs) Baro, it was so smooth. I was not hurt at all. I was not. I was not. I did not not feel physically. His first time. Yeah. Damn. And Uh, I'm gonna say something. It might have been a her. I think it was like <gasps> okay, icon, a legend, kind of hot. Like <laughs> yeah, this has changed the story completely. Yeah, she's on me. like a little
0: ninja motorcycle. I'm on her side. Yeah, full leather outfit. I love her. <laughs> I think that it was a a girly <laughs> She's pop. like Catwoman or something. Yes. Truly, she did a backflip. <laughs> yes,
1: on the bike. <laughs> I say this now. One time, I did go on a Vespa with a guy I loved. So maybe it was. A and he, by a Vespa, you do a mean he... a rebel. A rebel. A
0: a <laughs> a... Damn, we tell ourselves <laughs> stories. <where we> <laughs> hey Nico.
1: Hey Con. I love you. I love. Love you.
2: No homo. A mm, little bit of homo for me. Just a little? Just a smidge. From two guys who were never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to boys club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like the clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? No, I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. <laughs> Connor's like, what do
1: boys eat? <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking ready, baby. How Hang are you? On. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I love... I'm admiring your Christmas My tree. My Christmas tree
2: to the season. It was $60. It is f- three feet tall, but what are you going to do with these city prices? No, but what I'm impressed with is that like, that is a real tree that will live and die. <laughs> As all of us will. I know. Like we still I need to put some lights on it. We need to put some bulbs on it, but it does look nice. I've never had... I've only ever had full. those
1: like ones that you kind of just like throw into the closet at the end of yeah. the season. Yeah. Which, I mean, sustainable in its own, right? Yes, I got it from Michael's Crafts and I live in <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> That's fun. Um, did you see any boys clubs this week? Yeah, the circus. But not just the circus. I'm going to... Ref- okay, my boys club is pop-up experiences where people might die, but no one ever has. <laughs> I'm talking circus. I'm talking the carnival at your local church, St. Dennis Fair to be specific. Wait, did they do a carnival at your chur- local <laughs> church? Yes, they did. Well, it wasn't even mine. We traveled to it. and it was. But everyone did. It was a St. Dennis Fair. And I was always like, this is really unsafe. But no, no one that I know have ever died at it. And I feel like we would know if it was a real thing.
2: I know. Every time there's like a pop-up thing that has rides, it's always like, where do they keep these? Then you How see them you driving here, away on the highway. And it's it's like, this must have ah, been the kind of thing
1: where you broke it down yeah. and then built it back. And it's
2: like every time you build it back, there's a chance that it's not going to be right.
1: And then the Gravitron where they like shut you in. With, oh, do you know what that is?
2: Is that when they spin you around? Really uh, fast? Yeah. Yeah, they, like, (laughs)
1: shut you in with all of your classmates that have come to the same fair and not your parents, and then they just, like, It's, it's gross.
2: I saw a video the other day of this, like, one of those, like, spinny something or other, I don't know, something like open air spinning ride, and this guy who was on it was, like, everybody's just, like, hanging to the sides and, like, letting the centripetal force, like, take you or whatever, and this guy, like, does, like, a flip, and, like, the ride moves, and he lands perfectly, and it's, like, the risk is just...
1: It's too- Once you said centripetal force, I was like, that's all I can think about <laughs> <laughs> is whatever that is, where you learned it, why you said it.
2: Physics. I don't know. I don't actually know what it means other than I think it just like is what keeps you from coming out of the ride.
1: Yes. And it was crazy to like go and because it's like kind of a social clout kind of thing. But you're going like with your dad and you're like, yeah, I'm here with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and that they're there with their dad. And then eventually people would go with their like significant others, like seventh, sixth, sixth, seventh grade but I never did. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the right. reason
2: this came up is because there is a, f- there is a, there's a circus circus down the street now. There's a circus. Um, by McCarron Park. I don't know what's inside. I don't know. I don't either, but it's a huge circus tent and it's, i've never seen anything usually they just have pickleball there and those people are gonna be
1: furious well i love that feel because i feel like it's the most alone you can be in new york that gravel uh-huh. area <laughs> like well, i was walking by it and i really wanted to walk into the middle of it if i was like doing worse emotionally <laughs> i would have it was like nighttime and it was kind of cold I, like i wanted to walk to the middle and be like like if it was a movie that's what it would have been lay on the glass that's out there yeah because it's the only time you are actually fucking alone yeah in this town in this damn fair enough well are you gonna go to the circus Okay, I thought we were gonna go to the circus. So. Oh, oh, are we going? No, I don't know. Go to the I brought in a giant group chat of people. And, said, Who's and if going- you d- weren't in it, then I'm sorry. But i was drawing group <laughs> chat about something else. We are talking something else. And I said, who wants to go to the circus? And Issa said, yes. The problem when you write in a group chat, I'm going in trouble for this, is that like sometimes you're like, oh, we're all going to go. And then if like only two people want to go, you're like, oh, I don't really want to go. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> pulling back you're like, my- you don't want to go anymore because everybody doesn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. Like last night I was excited because like everyone was going to go to see the tree at Rockefeller Center. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. I don't have a family, but I still have someone to go see the tree with. And then like no one went. And it was like. Okay, so now I'm going to a dispensary with half of the group, a fissured <laughs> part of the group, which I didn't even want to go to. And you don't even go. You don't even partake. Yeah, I, d- I don't know what I thought I was getting out of that community. I thought I was getting community. Did you like, like it? No. What, um. We went to a no. dispensary one time. Did I? What? When? In L. A. Oh that was cool. When we were killing time. Medmen. Yeah. Okay, that I love cuz they that well that I would get like CBD chocolates. The first time I went there I got CBD chocolates and I was like is this a relapse? And then I would just like take it and like kind of wait wait to feel anything and it like never really kicked in. But um, MedMen I like it's like the Sephora for drugs. It is a Sephora. For but drugs. that dispensary was like not bad. <laughs>
2: or like an Apple Store. Um, wait, I'm gonna do my boys club. What's your? Bo- did you see any boys club? My
1: boys club doing? for this
2: week is house shoes. I have mine on right now. Yeah. So my house shoes of choice are camouflage Crocs. Um, I haven't had Crocs since I was a little kid. I, I was rocking Crocs all the time as a child growing up in the South. It's always hot and there's lots of water terrain. You know, you're kind of always changing terrains as a kid in those areas so uh the crocs were great for that kind of multi-purpose with the strap and everything but what i love about i feel like obviously like you don't want to have shoes from outside I-, I think you don't want shoes from outside in your house because especially in new york it's just we talk about this all the time you could step in anything we talk about it all the time and because we're doing it all the time we could, because we're always we're stepping in, in who shit. knows what like you, you just don't know what's on the ground out there you really I avoided
1: shit today
2: yeah especially in brooklyn you're like dodge it's like hopscotch but um they uh anyway, so I loved my house shoes and now when I walk around barefoot I feel like Naked. Unsupported. So I'm loving this. I'm loving my house shoes. I also feel like um it's like something that people I knew people did. That, like, I
1: wasn't doing before,
2: and I and I feel like I've unlocked something, and I, I understand people more now. Okay, so I, I grew shoes. up
1: in a house where we were allowed to wear shoes in the house because we had no decorum, and it's Philadelphia. Be- <laughs> and because your dad was a stay-at-home dad. And my dad was a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> but if he was a stay-at-home dad, he was like, yeah, he ran a business out of our basement. Like, because that person technically was a stay-at-home dad, too. But he didn't. And he didn't run anything. The business was having three gay sons. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, more influential than any business that we have today. So, <laughs> But he... But not profitable. And... He, we were like in a shoe on house yet, right? Not profitable yet. (laughs) We were very much a shoe on house and it wasn't until I moved to the city that I met people. You actually, no, other people, I guess too. Maddie's like this. A lot of people like leave their shoes at the door, which every time I do, I think of the sex, I'm sex in the city episode where she gets her shoes stolen. Yes. That happened. I've I've seen that episode. Actually, I went to a party at your house like a week ago, brag, and I wore bad shoes because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna wear nice shoes because like we're gonna have to leave our shoes outside. And then I got here and everyone was just walking everywhere with their shoes on. I took mine gotta, off.
2: I will say, I, I, you have to. I think when you host people at your home, especially large numbers of people at your home, I like warm matching socks. You know what I mean. I appreciate I that. Like I appreciate that you that you knew. But most people have never been here before, and I was just like, it, it would be more of a nightmare to have a bunch of shoes outside of the apartment and people because yeah. I've been to apartment parties where you show up and there's more shoes than you've ever seen. And you're like, this. Well, this is not what we should do.
1: OK, but I um, a- I was just like committing to cleaning the next day. OK. And then so but I do think the one change that I've experienced in New York is that now my home, my estate, my mansion where my children are raised, where I breastfeed my babies will be. <laughs> it'll be shoe off. It's going to be shoe off. Yeah. I'm not doing shoe on. You've I step in shit all the time. Yeah. Step in it, sit in it. It's mostly sit in it <laughs> <laughs> after the lesbian march i sat in feces in washington square park this, what kind this, of feces this, the thing with feces is you don't know <laughs> that's actually beautiful it's like every feces every, looks the everybody same. everybody should just different sizes but it could be f- presumably anybody's but sometimes those girlies at solid like, core don't flush the toilet and i'm actually here to say <gasps> not every feces looks the same oh i know goodness. i know the last thing i'm going to say is that i he did mention that his shoes were camo and i know before we had a fight about whether camo is appropriate or not we have had. That i fight. lost that fight i think that i'm right about men on in their phones at the gym like in the locker room, okay. I was right about that one. Okay, because I saw Jake Tapper in a towel. But okay, again, the the
2: okay for our guests it was good. And any boys at home who are, are tuning in for the first time, it was time, really good. The, the argument was that you think people should not have their phones in the locker room at the gym because you're afraid that somebody's going to take a naked picture of you of my dick. Yes, totally. Or worse, hear that. hole. What have you job? <laughs> or
1: worse, hole. Totally hear that. I you also think those back most ones the people internet. are not doing that. I agree that most people are, but here's the thing, it only takes one, okay? <laughs> like, the thing with a whole is that you don't, you and only And I think g- we have to trust that people won't. Yeah, you know who I trust? The cis gay man at Equinox. I really <laughs> trust those people. And I understand it's not a trustworthy community all the time. I understand, yeah. I understand. But camo, I think, is amazing, and I think it's cool, and I actually okay, think it's kind of, um, I think it's actually deference, uh, respect to our veterans, to when you wear camo. It's well, nice.
2: This is not the camo that they're wearing overseas.
1: Well, I don't know what to tell you.
2: Well, anyway, let's bring our guest in guys boys our guest this week is uh up here in the podcast space an amazing comedian you we're probably co-workers. know him co- <laughs> you probably know him from his incredible podcast radio lab um you've seen him do stand up all over the city he's an amazing comedian we're so lucky to have him please welcome sam taggart
0: wow hello thanks um thanks for being here you covered so much. <laughs> i I was like, "Ah, like I, I want to speak. This is feedback. The, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. it's good. It was just I was like, wait. i I should have brought a notebook. <laughs> this is happening to be more where I'll." Like I'll be, he t- someone will be telling me something that's very important, and but they'll tell it to me very casually, and I'm like, no, 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 wait till I have a notebook. This <laughs> wait, is I hate too much. that I wanted to bring up Taylor Swift when you said that. And I just like, don't, are you a Swiftie?
1: No. Then I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> I'm saving up for our next guest because her new song is like very like the lyrics are like an absolute emotional time that she delivers at like an emotional four, and it's like if you're not listening to the words, you'd like wouldn't think anything of it, but if you are listening to the words, you're like, oh my god, like you have to like pull over. Yeah, <sighs> I feel
2: like that's kind of her vibe. People think she's just a. Uh, Blonde girl who sings, but there's more there. There there's, is, more, is there. more there.
1: That's the last time we're going to mention it because we're trying to be less of a Swift <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Are you both Swifties? No. <laughs> Wait.
2: Well, I like her. You have brought me. You've brought me in.
1: I'm and not a Swiftie out of, because I don't care about her personally. Yeah, I, I like care about her art. Yeah, but not her personal.
0: But aren't they intertwined? Can you separate the art from the artist? <laughs> oh, that's hard.
2: <laughs> I don't care about um, the uh, yeah, like I don't care about who she's dating or any of that stuff. I like I like her music, and we went to the Ares tour movie, and that was fun. The word movie, okay. I know. For a second, movie. I was like, we did. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, oh, rich. <laughs> I wish. No,
1: we're poor. The <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is, is this is a poor podcast. Love that. <laughs> we're not not on video because we're ugly. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's we're poor.
2: So we don't have the camera equipment.
1: Um, um w-
0: do you have any thoughts on the the phone at the Jim. I first, I love Camo One. I want to say I'm pro camo. I know. I lose that one every time. I should like not even bring it up. <laughs>
1: <I'm> d- <laughs> it's it's so in right now. As an LGBTQ plus creator <laughs> in Brooklyn. I know. I feel like it's anti like I hate when gay men are like I hate lesbians and I feel like the closest I get to being like I hate lesbians when I'm like I don't like camo. I feel like that's for <laughs> and I don't want to I don't want to step on their toes for yeah, sure. Yeah. No,
0: I'm addicted to camo uh, men on phones at the gym. I have sort of a live and let live mentality. Like I'm like, you know, like if someone even worst case scenario, someone takes a picture of me fully nude, (laughs) uploads it to the internet, and I say, go off
1: <laughs>
0: i was like if it gets clicks then good
2: you yeah, know it's like it's an honor
1: to be chosen i it just feel like my naked body is a in. fluid situation like i'm doing <laughs> squats now and like i know that my butt will look different in a year and but i but
0: if it doesn't look up to snuff right now then guess what you're not gonna go viral Same the <laughs> <laughs> then you will go viral for having a great butt you're just, it's gonna be perfect yeah. it's win-win i fi- i find
2: yeah <laughs> Okay. And not to put you on blast, but there is nothing harder in this world than your butt cheeks. <laughs> but when you clench and I've hit them, I, I'm being, s- <laughs> I, and I've felt plenty hard butts. Sometimes wow. I feel
1: stressed about maintaining that. Yeah, <laughs> that must be a lot of pressure. I know. If right, I don't break my curtsies. hand next time I smack your butt, I'm we're going to have to talk. That's the curtsies. You've <laughs> got to be doing curtsies with kettlebells. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, well. three
0: gay brothers. I mean, you got to keep up. Yeah. I know.
1: I know. We're like, through different kind of different flavors of gay.
0: Yeah, that happens. My boyfriend has two gay brothers, and so it's sort of a similar have a thing. boyfriend. We're going to think about it for the rest of the time. <laughs> okay. Wait, so your boyfriend is, are two? those the only siblings? No, there's a sister who's straight. See, that's cool. You need <laughs> one. What? That's so
1: different. That's not so different. I, yeah. No, but I think having any straight spice in there, it's kind of like, here's our connection to the outside world. Whereas yeah. ours is a little on an island. Yeah. The only
2: connection you have are your parents, who are the straightest people you've ever seen in your life. Somehow, Uh-oh. the two of them created three yeah. ga- out of nothing, almost. like
0: I know. Where it came from, nobody <laughs> knows. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend's parents are like alt, so it makes sense. Yeah, You like did this on purpose. Yeah. Where is he from? <laughs> yeah. He's from upstate. But, like, they're all in the sense that they both come from big families, but they were, like, the outsiders. Like They were, like, the Mm. ones that cared about art and were, like, musicians. Yeah. Were your
1: parents like that? My parents were not like that. My parents were. What what if you said the dark? Anytime I ask someone about their parents, I'm like, what if you're like,
0: no, they're dead. They're dead (laughs) under (laughs) a ditch. Well, they still would have had a life. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) There there would have been an answer. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so what were your parents like? (laughs) They're still alive, first and foremost. (laughs) Um, And they're, I'd say they're, like, Midwestern, nice people like my mom is like quirky and that she's like you know, she's a fitness instructor she owns like a boutique little like group fitness gym oh, that's I, cool wait
1: what, what do they do there? bar
0: they do bar they do yoga they do like hit and where is it do, it's in saint joseph michigan which is southwest michigan um it's near lake michigan um do you take her class Sometimes I don't necessarily enjoy being in that setting because she kind of (laughs) plays a character for sure of like fitness instructor. Is she hardo with them or she? Yeah, she loves to be like, yeah, like really drill sergeant them down. And I'm like, I don't like to be yelled at. I think I do have like a my all of my workouts are very calm and very solitary because i'm like i don't want that i 100%
2: agree i'm not into group classes and i i like like i like going to the gym for the alone
0: time yeah totally and for that
2: like being like i'm listening to my podcast i'm doing little weights and that's
0: it like i i 100% don't need to be all that <laughs> i even this was maybe going to be one of my options for the boys clubs i'm not in but it's like the like working out as like a like a culture i don't enjoy like i like i want to yeah. go and like sort of like yes i want to know what i'm doing i don't want to injure myself but like that's kind of it like yeah. as soon as i'm like uh, no the way to do it is you like first you start a chest then you work your way out and then you like rest a day i'm like no 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 no. this is supposed to be fun <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i know the over
2: the over like science like and it's also all like pseudoscience from people on reddit and like totally other, and, like, everybody on tiktok has a different opinion about it mm-hmm. there's no there's no there's uh, no exercise and diet science science i'm putting that in quotes are always like very i don't know anecdotal i i, I feel like there's not good actually like there's so many people who have opinions about it and it's like i'm not even gonna open that
1: door i'm just gonna do what i want to do yeah that's my podcast i work out a lot but i don't think that's my community i think it's my Addiction—it's actually a problem <laughs> that I have, which and in many
2: ways is antithetical to community. <laughs> yeah, and I
1: think that here's the thing: those people have it too. I just don't know how to tell them that. <laughs> yeah, be like you're 39. The people you see every day, and you don't like, have it. Hey, f- we're all always here. Yes. Yeah. I work as a group fitness instructor sometimes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <Fitness out. laughs> yes, I at my class. I one time I, on an eval, I was described as too militant, which I was like, okay, disability wow. representation, too militant. Uh-oh. I'm always
2: worried because I coach. I coach kids. I coach soccer my day job and I'm always worried that they're going to be like you're too intense (laughs) or like you're taking this too seriously you're yelling too much but honestly I think the parents in Park Slope like don't have it in themselves to be anything but gentle parents so they kind of like that somebody's like you can't do that
0: (laughs) yeah that is very true wow I can't believe you're both in leadership roles (laughs) (laughs) that was the most generous way anyone has ever described our jobs (laughs) leadership roles I guess I've always shied away from a place where I have to tell anyone what to do (laughs) that's probably healthy Maybe, maybe it's fearful. It's hard to tell. Fair, yeah. I, I mean, when it's children,
2: pretty easy to have that dynamic. And yeah. mine are women. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's, it's like <laughs> so they love to be yelled at by a gay man. Yeah, that's like Michelle Wolf's joke on her new special. That's like he's mean to be me, like about having gay best friends. <laughs> yes. she's like he's mean to me, but in a different way. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, th- so my mom is that type, and uh, but and she's like fun because it's like a small town, and yeah. she's like kind of like you know, the social mayor. Like, knows everyone, like, makes merch, like, sees, like, people in her, like, hats out, and is like, hey, girl.
2: Does she, like, ever hit you up to be like, how does one make merch? Or how does one, like,
0: brand Uh, themselves in this way? Sort of like how to do social media. Yeah. Which i just have given up on because (laughs) (laughs) nothing but respect to her process but it it was just like there was a point where i was like well why? why like yeah your social media is for this very small town where you already know everyone like you're not really gonna get like people from chicago to drive two hours to come here yeah
2: it's at at a certain point like if you have x so many followers but who cares? If, if yeah. you got everybody in the town knows who you are, that's kind of the market. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. You yeah. did it. <laughs> Which is kind of, there's 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 a bliss to that. There's like of a,
0: course. Yeah, oh, that's so like, To not peaceful. feel like you have to You're have free. everybody. Your mom's free. It's, she's returned to the woods, you yeah. know? That's
1: what we all want. Well, truly. Oh, <laughs> preach. What if someone was like, all you need is Williamsburg. If you get Williamsburg, you get the world. And it's like, so then that's all your, all your job.
2: That would be nice. Damn. <laughs> that would be nice. To not have to feel like you have to reach more and more and more
3: people.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, there's something to that, though. Like, I do feel like, and maybe this is like, you know, slightly generational, but when I started comedy, I was like, not trying to get, like, a million followers, I was, like, how do I get booked on blank, 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 blank? Yeah. Like, it was more, like, and now I do feel like everyone's, like, how do I get a million followers? Like, the younger people are, like, I need, that's the only way to succeed Yeah, in a way that is kind of foreign to me.
2: I hate it. I I don't love social media. I don't, like, I, I wish that we didn't have to use,
0: like, it's an, I feel
2: it's a nice tool in some respects. Like, I do think it's giving opportunity to some people who wouldn't get traditional, Channels, yeah, Matt Rife, like, yeah, Matt, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's helping those who, yeah, exactly. So, it's really not helping anybody <laughs> other than Matt Rife, but um, I- in theory, it could help reach people. And I think yeah, there are some yeah. people who have reached like specific audiences, like across the country and whatever, but um, it is soul crushing to have to be on that app, yeah. And
1: by that app, I mean Instagram, <laughs> yeah, it's it's gross. Yeah. I hate it because we'll never escape our pasts, like, we'll never <laughs> escape our pasts. we'll never escape our past loves. We know way too much about everyone that we've ever previously loved. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's way too easy to, like, keep up with that kind of stuff, too, and to, like, check on people. I don't know. It's just, like, too—it's too much access to too many things all the time. I well, know. I mean, I
0: even feel that way about podcasts, where it's like, oh, like, this should delete after a year. Right? Like, this—because I won't feel the same way. Yeah. But... <laughs> we're lucky in that our sound was so bad a year
1: ago that <laughs> it, nobody could even well. hear it. we <laughs> <laughs> just delete it. <laughs>
2: I know anybody who's in the archives is like, oh, my God. Was yeah. <laughs> this filmed underwater? Like, what? Yeah. Um,
0: okay. Should we, uh, should we get in our What's questions? What's a boys club that you are not a part of? Okay. A boys club I'm not a part of. Okay. This uh, – and potentially didn't understand the prompt. But p- p- only potentially. There is no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's something that I feel like I've been pursuing forever, but I've never actually reached, and it's almost an unattainable goal which is like full record guy boys club like knowing like vintage like artists and like like every like i was in like music circles and when i first moved to new york i was in a band and like it was there was always like cooler music guys and it would be like okay like uh, okay like i need to learn about this this and this and then it would be like you know that no you, you need to learn about this this and this yeah and it was always changing and it was like how the hell do you get ahead of this and not just be like chasing the cooler music guy yeah. i love that you
1: were in a band because we often talk about how we don't know what music is or who does music or how they <laughs> start or what that kind community is i'm fascinated <laughs> by that <laughs> do you know what i mean like, yeah when someone goes to an open mic or something and they're like i'm here to sing a sad song i'm like god can you can i follow you around for a day
0: where else do you go it really is a different culture i, yeah. I mean like i don't know i'm not aware of the new york music scene at all anymore but when i first was here like in 2012 2013 it was like uh i knew all the like little indie spots and they were like you know four cool bands that were like, oh, they're going to take off at any second and then, like, kind of didn't. And then there were, like, eight bands below them and then, like, you know, 15 bands below them and it was like, whoa. And yeah. we would, like, you'd, like, make alliances and it was, like, kind of like comedy, but more, like, in comedy you can be like, okay, well, that's funny. in music it was more like, well, how cool are they?
2: Yeah. Interesting. I, I also, with, like, music in general and, like, chasing that thing, I had, like, I... Like, I don't know, a couple months ago, I was really high, and I was like, I am going to make a list of every album I've ever – like, that I've ever heard of, and I'm going to listen to all of – I'm going to do, like, one a day, and I'm going to listen to it all the way through because I just, like, want to – I feel like I need to know all this stuff. And I I do that all the time where I'll, like, set these expectations for myself to, like, have to, like – I have to read all these books, and I have to know all this stuff, and I have to watch all these movies, and it's, like, just – do it as it comes to you, and if you never listen to every Beatles album, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> like, it's really gonna be okay. But I relate that I, like, don't... I feel behind on, like, so much of that stuff, and it's like, how do they become the the tastemaker?
0: It's... And there's so many different directions to go in, because it's like, there's so much stuff. As soon as you start to figure it out, it's like, okay, well... But then you're leaving yourself unknowledgeable about all this other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: yeah. You, you spend too much time, and it's like, and then you're like, you don't know how to do anything else. Like,
0: yeah. it's like, what if I get super into jazz, and then it's like, okay, but now I don't know like who's happening now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so sometimes I just like, yeah, I've I've now had the approach. I'm almost like anti-intellectual about it, <laughs> where I am just like pop, like yeah. that's it. Yeah. But now I'm starting to be like, well, I, it would be nice to not be just like fed sugar all the time. <laughs> and so it's hard to tell. What, who was on your Spotify Rob? I was about to ask that very. Uh, my number one was Lana Del Rey. Nice. Okay. My number two was Kalayla. Uh-huh. My number three was Caroline Polachek. Four was uh, SZA. And five was Beyonce. Love okay. It. Okay, that's okay. a pretty good, like, uh, diverse, tasteful. Smattering. Yeah. Yeah
1: this guy one time that I dated when I lived in Chicago it was obsessed with Lana Del Rey and we used to watch music videos like the Ride music video I uh-huh. think I've seen it 400 times <laughs> like that one he, if only they could track the things that you listen to with the guy that you're seeing in Chicago like <laughs> <where your> Spotify rocks <laughs> Spotify needs to get on the algorithm yes truly out.
0: I was a real hater for a while of, of her in general yeah and I, then I yeah. it changed I mean with Norman fucking Rockwell I like fully shifted and became obsessed and now I'm everything I'm obsessed with yeah and that is an
1: album that I did not appreciate until I sat okay so my New year's, new year's resolution i had like a list of things that i was going to try to work on this year and i moisturized one, for two ass. I <laughs> <laughs> my ass and i wanted to moisturize my little face and i wanted to listen to one album every month in completion from start to finish so i listened to a muna album and then i listened to a lana del rey album and then i was like okay i'm done with this but i listened to norman fucking rockwell in one sitting like that album is so i don't know how to describe it because i'm not a critic i'm not pitch work I'm just a person, <laughs> and nobody's asking you to be no, <laughs> no. Come as you are. It's Such a good. I would like Venice because I always love Venice, bitch. Like uh-huh. I used to shower to that song on <laughs> repeat. But like California, cinnamon girl, like the whole yeah. It's such a good. It's so good, start to finish. Yeah.
2: She has such a one of a kind voice. Like you, like you. As soon as you hear her, like you know it's a Lana Del Rey song. Yeah. Off the bat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was surprised by my Spotify rap because my number one was Remy Wolf, who I love, but I just like didn't think that that was my no- like. It's so funny, like, you'll be like, I must have listened to them so much in, like, February. I, it is kind of top-loaded. Like,
0: yeah. it's like, it was a lot of that January, February, March. Yeah, clearly you guys were generating this a
2: while ago. <laughs> yeah, like, you weren't generating what I listened to in the last month.
0: Yeah, because yeah. uh, there was a point when, like, Rush came out that I was, like, listening to it on repeat. And I yeah. I was like, that didn't make top five songs yeah I'm, I'm it makes me feel cool it makes me feel <laughs> like I'm not like other gay guys but I know
1: and I went through a phase where I was into title because it's Sam Schaefer and I was like I'm a title guy now so I'm like well I don't know what I missed I think I was really into cosmic love that month so I like I don't know what the Florence machine would have been on this true yeah yeah so it doesn't know it can't kind of account for when you betray Spotify it doesn't
0: it doesn't <laughs> account we for. we need a government. Wrapped that watches everything you listen to and it's everything all you do and,
2: and just analyzes your entire day and everything you're up to. Yes, I know. I kind of, I, I'm wondering if there's any other parts of my life I would want that kind of like info on because I do love the Spotify wrapped, it, w- it is fun. Like, they're, I like how they've now made it like the little song that they play, or you know, they're doing all their little things. and Yeah, but I'm also make just it like, fun. get to the fucking point, but like, I know, <laughs> I and it's like like, being, like, ready, and you're like. <laughs> Okay, why is it 30
1: seconds of me being, like, ready? (laughs) They're
0: building hype. Drum roll, please. I love it. They're not afraid of a little show. Yeah. (laughs) They
1: told me, okay, this is going to be a huge brag, and I don't know if this happened to a lot of people, but, like, know how everyone's like, oh, people in Tempe, Arizona are a lot like you. Is that what yours was? No.
0: Mine was Cambridge, Massachusetts. So you've seen the binary, right? (laughs) What is that? The binary is you're either a Cambridge, Massachusetts or a Berkeley, California. Like every LGBTQ plus oh, person is one or the other. This is
1: body gay versus mind gay. Maybe I'm off. I the... thought we invented that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, this is another version of that. That's interesting because I got Burlington, Vermont. Uh, so that's like uh, a little bit more crunchy. But so did Richard Perez. Shout out. So shout out. My kindred spirits.
1: I saw someone get Burlington, North Carolina, where I went to college. I was like, that's a shitty
0: town. <laughs> <laughs> you did not want that. What did you get? Well, I did use Apple Music, so I didn't get assigned mm. a, a location. Wait, that's they're always one step behind. Yeah, you know? they
2: are. They are reactionary. At yeah. the end of the day,
0: Apple Music is reactionary. Yeah, which is kind
2: of antithetical to their whole, you know, ethos as an as a company. Why
1: like, are you on it, and do you want to start a
0: title family plan with them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it because it just like made sense as a transition where I was like on iTunes back in the day, and then it was like. Like Spotify, I was always like, "Well," I, but then I but I have all this other music, and so I was like, "Well." And then when Apple Music dropped, I was like, "Okay, perfect. Now I can just use this," and so now I just used it forever. I mean, it works fine. I don't know. hey <laughs> bro, sense. don't
2: fix it. Wait, is Title the one that's like Jay Z's?
0: Yeah, I think they pay their artists better in theory,
1: and that's why I do it. But also because <laughs> the sound—I couldn't even tell you what about the sound is different, or if it actually is different. But the sound is theoretically supposed to be like really. Top notch
2: Yeah but I feel like Somebody maybe Sam Was saying that like You can If you get the highest level Like the highest plan Has like the best sound quality But it's like It's only gonna work If you have like Fancy headphones too So if you just have like Regular run of the mill AirPods or any other headphone Like it's not even gonna be Worth the money Because you can't hear it I don't think The regular plan Yeah so what headphones Are you working with (laughs) Yeah I hope it's not these
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have these like Okay so my You have the nice You have nice AirPod Maxes though I have to tell you something no, there. I don't I lost them. Oh no! No. Wait, but here's the but thing: Christmas is right. I around feel the corner. So without, No, I feel free. I feel that's so free. A like to have anything that has value in this world is a burden. That's, I, I fully agree. <laughs> <'cause they're, laughs> I know
2: that's one of the things. I'm like, I'm like, I want to buy rings, and I'm like, I'm gonna lose those in a minute. Yeah. Okay, they
1: got ripped off my head, and what? I was, what? What? <laughs> you no, know, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want anyone. I want to be the victim for real reasons. Like, I'm an <laughs> alcoholic. I'm sober. I eat weird. Like, those are the reasons. <laughs> you got robbed. I got. Just, I don't like when you wait, it wait, like wait, wait. the word the "robbed" feels too jarring. But okay. I guess it technically. Yes, is tell,
2: I have. This is the first time I'm hearing this. Wait,
1: there's like about oh, you. said that I got robbed, <laughs> and I feel like I had a repressed memory. Like you got robbed. <laughs> you got
2: robbed. Sometimes you have to name these things.
1: I can't believe this is a reveal. I, know. I was near Rockerola. He does this
2: all the time, where he'll just say things, and I'm like, "How is this the first time I'm hearing this? I talk to you every minute of every day." Continue. I went to.
1: I was near Rockerola. I wasn't going there. I'm not a child, so I was near Rockerola. <laughs> And I was crossing the street and I was listening to Tis the Damn Season by Taylor Swift, not a holiday song. And huh. then suddenly this like crazy person on a motorcycle almost hit me and I was like jarring. And then mm-hmm. and then and I literally threw my arms out and went, Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then I kept walking and then I just started singing we could call it even because if if you don't have Taylor Swift in your ears be Taylor Swift I just sang Taylor Swift the rest of the way I was coming here That's today? no it was like three weeks ago wait
2: that is
0: wild
1: those are like the over the ear ones like this who needs that? <laughs> Who needs that? You needed
2: them. You needed no. Them. Wait, I, no.
1: I, I was ba- worried they were going to make me go bald.
2: I want to back up. Somebody on a motorcycle. <laughs> they
1: rushed right up against your head.
2: Somebody on a motorcycle <laughs> was driving by, or a, a moped of sorts, was driving by and grabbed them off You of could tell
1: head. that my eyes were like, motorcycle. Like, yeah. You're right. um, Yeah. Did they say, and they just uh, zoomed off. They were gone was so fast. anybody else around to see the happen? Yeah, but I didn't want people... If, I didn't want, it was one of those things where now I'm going to bring up a fellow artist, Jacqueline Novak. (laughs) Of course. Our friend. Coworker. (laughs) Coworker. Peer of the pod. I was (laughs) like, I need people to know that like, I'm not the client. I know that was crazy. Like I'm not the, I'm not the fool. So I was just like, are you kidding me? And then I just like kept walking as if I wasn't upset. (laughs)
2: It is hard to know what to do in a situation like that because you don't want to, like, reveal your vulnerability, but everybody just saw you get something stolen, and that is vulnerable. You know,
0: I've been hearing about uh, mo- moped-based crimes recently. Really? Yeah. It's a thing. It's trending. It's trending. <laughs> <laughs> if you have moped in a
1: dream, you These can, boys are you the come can up. be a criminal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because my boyfriend is, like, addicted to, like, the Bushwick Reddit, which i think it's toxic but he you does said that in my head i was like i cannot wait to go home and google look that up <laughs> he follows bushwick reddit and people just post about like local stuff and you know generally it's like this restaurant is open this bar is open but this was like this is happening moped guys are stealing bags and stealing stuff off people and i was like well that doesn't sound real what and what now I, you're what telling me sad it's real. about is that i
1: was like oh I, there's nothing to take from me and now i'm like well bags okay you can still have your bags again.
2: <laughs> i feel like it'd be tougher to get a backpack
1: a backpack is tough. The headphones you'd like have be- to take me with you. Like You would be dragging behind
2: the motorcycle, <laughs> just clack, clang, clang, clang down the street. Oh. oh, my God.
1: Well, now I'm stressed. Thank God I don't have fancy headphones. But the joke's on them, because those headphones are heavily discolored, because that time we went to Upstate and I got a bad spray tan, those headphones are brown on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> they are fucking brown. Good luck selling them. They're brown. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I
2: hope they um, yeah, Like they don't have a charger for them. I mean, I guess you can find that elsewhere, but uh, wow. Wow.
1: I'm sorry that happened. I'm
0: sorry that happened. No,
1: no, no. I'm not the victim in this situation. You kind of, you are. Kind of are. You got robbed. No, feel, no, 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 not. <laughs> I robbed. don't know why
0: you're trying to shrink yourself in such a huge way. Yeah. There's nothing
1: more just like fucking loser than being like. You never feel really feel bad for you, but if you're at home and you feel bad, then subscribe to our Patreon.
2: I mean, which we'll maybe we'll make someday. Um, the at the end of the <laughs> day, of course, um, you know, having your your Apple Air Max is not the biggest crime that I hate that we but.
1: that we did this thing where we made it all about my. The horrible experience that happened to me <laughs> because this is your episode. Uh, no, 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 no! This What's is, something horrible? This that is happened your to you? episode.
3: <laughs> this is your trauma. Was a episode. time where you were the victim. <laughs> <laughs>
2: First um, of all, I've never been the victim. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you get it. <laughs> well, okay, well, you're not going to be able to hear title music is what we've come to the conclusion Wait, I know. I
1: problem. literally was like, thank God I didn't join Sam Schaefer's family plan because, because I was. there's no point.
2: So do you have any backup headphones now?
1: Well, yeah, they just have really bad earwax in them, but they are, <laughs> I have these, like, little three years old earpods, <laughs> <laughs> like little, like, ones in your ears, as they should be. Like, <laughs> unstealable. unstealable. Normal. Unstealable. and it's they like, have to really get close to you to yeah. get out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, literally, take it. What are you going to do with it? Clean it? Maybe like I
0: don't know. <laughs> I one more. Was it smooth? Was it a smooth grab? Yeah. Like did you like, like did, did it, it hit you? Burrow, did your head at all?
1: Burrow. it was <laughs> so smooth. I was not hurt at all. I was not. I was not. I did not, not feel physically. His first time. Yeah. Not Damn, his first time. Uh, and I'm gonna say something. It might have been a her. I think it was like okay, icon, a legend, <laughs> kind of hot. Like <laughs> yeah, this has changed the story completely. Yeah, she's on like
0: a little ninja motorcycle. I'm on her side. Yeah. Full <laughs> leather outfit.
1: I love her. I think that it was
0: a, a girly <laughs> she's pop. She's like
1: Catwoman or something. Yes. Truly, she did a backflip. <laughs> yes, on the bike. I say this now. One time, I did go on a Vespa with a guy I loved. So maybe it was. A and he, by a Vespa, you do a mean he. a rebel. A rebel. A revel, a revel. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we tell ourselves stories. It was, those people had fucking energy, and I mean, I. Do you mean like the energy of they were fucking, if that makes the sense? The people on the remote bed.
2: Yeah. Wait,
0: wait, there were two. There were two. <gasps> oh my god. The story god. continues to
2: evolve. So somebody's driving, somebody's grabbing. Yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Either there.
0: it evolves or you're lying.
1: <laughs> <I swear>. uh, <laughs> but it was really fast, and then you're sitting there and you're like, I'm still on this earth and I still have to keep going. And like
0: No, that's really shameful that that feeling where because you're like what do i do I, I was
1: also like my phone is obsessed with being like you left your airpods behind it tells me every second and i was like no notification about that i was like well <laughs> <laughs> they're gone <laughs> yeah seriously when we need you most tracking
2: device yes. i one time fell off my bike in front of people and that was similarly like well now i gotta just like get up and keep riding this and everybody's mm-hmm. like are you okay and it's like don't touch me
0: <laughs> yeah sorry. i had that <laughs> i happened once i had another one that was weird where this makes me sound bad but i was a dog walker and A dog got off the leash and it Uh ended up fine. It ended up fine. Stressful. But it got off the leash and ran away and it ran home and was fine. But like I was like freaking out and I was just like, what the fuck do I do? And like everyone on the sidewalk was just like, why are you being weird? Yeah. yeah, And I was like, did you see the dog? And they're like, (laughs) no. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God. It's so Stressful. Yeah, Oh, I'm sorry that happened. It's okay. Wow, it, thank yeah, thank God we, we it made was okay. it through. Yeah. It made oh. it through, and uh, yeah, I was just sitting on a doorstep, and I was like, "This is crazy." I it was like six blocks.
2: I grew up in uh, like I said earlier, I grew up in Savannah, Georgia, and there's a there's a lot of intercoastal waterways, and there's a river like several rivers there, and there was a sign up one time near one of the rivers that was like looking for this like lost like Chihuahua, and it was like s- fell off a boat somewhere between this point and this point in the river, and I was like, I don't think. I think that's an open and shut case. So I think that was done. It <laughs> <That laughs> was, was such happy. Bummer. That was really sad. I know. Yeah. Sorry to bring it down, but <laughs> I just remember seeing the signs and being like, "I, who are these signs for?" She
1: swam home.
2: I, she I don't yeah. know. I don't know. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of things in those rivers. So there's are there gators there. There's gators. There's wild boars on some of the islands that are like oh my not God. inhabited. Yeah. Anyway, not. Those to are water
1: inhabiting oh. creatures.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Oh, not to, I had no Well, idea. no, they're they're on an island. But I'm just saying, there's certain islands like in the intercoastal that are not like they're not inhabited by any people, but there's like wild boars out there. So if the Chihuahua chose that side of the river, hmm. you're describing the show Lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll redo Lost, but it's a Chihuahua
0: <laughs> drops off a boat and lands on an island. Have you guys seen Anatomy of a Fall? No, no but, but, but I've heard it's good. See it. It's good, but this thing happens where they keep being like, like whenever there's like a discrepancy in the repetition of the story, they're like, "You're lying." Like, because, because why are you telling me something different now? Mm. And so now I'm obsessed with how people change their stories naturally because I notice I do it all the time. And I'm like, but why did I lie a little bit? Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> that's int- or like the way
1: it changes over time. Yeah. It's like, what is objective truth? So now whenever is. anyone's telling something, I'm like, hmm, or why don't you re- re- repeat that? What <laughs> specifics <laughs> de- they deem important and don't deem important?
0: Literally just any time it deviates from anything. Interesting. I know. What I've devi- heard good things.
2: I want to see it. Um, wait, we're getting back to music, 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 and being on ahead of the curve. Do you feel like you're ahead of the curve on music? No, (laughs) I think I'm behind (laughs) period. You're pretty locked in on Taylor Swift. You're even a late in life Swifty. I would argue. I,
1: I'm not a Swifty dude. Okay, Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm a scholar, a late in life scholar. I love Taylor Swift. My top five was Taylor Swift, Muna. And then three other people. Oh no, Julian Baker, which I like because it reminds people that I'm sober. And complicated. And complicated. If Julian
2: Baker's on your top five, (laughs) check in, folks.
1: Check in. (laughs) That's the darkest. Do you know Julian Baker? Yeah. That's some dark shit. She is the darkest of the three. Did that kind of make you see me in a different light?
0: You're like No, I already knew that about you. Dark. Why do you feel shame identifying as a Swifty? I just think most of those people are so annoying.
1: And like those people are the people that are like stalking her in the streets and like they're on Long Beach Island. Um, and they're, like, watching her at Jack Antonoff's wedding, which Lana Del Rey was also at, by the way. Oh, sl- shout out. Yes. And there was, like, like they're a, a, they're obsessively oppressive. And it's, like, what does that say about your own sense of self that you are obsessed with this other person?
0: But do you think you could change the public image of Swifty by being a positive uh, swifty wow. in the world by being wow. like I'm a medicated swifty okay? yeah <laughs> uh, in
1: therapy yeah and maybe yeah. that would be
2: good for maybe that'd be good for her to have some people turn down the heat a little bit on yes, her. Totally. But yeah but also I, she's making money off of it so maybe she likes I know it. Yeah, wow. it's hard to say some of
1: the merch she sells I'm like fucking losers but I think <laughs> that about the word catholic <laughs> I'm a catholic and part of that is, like... Like a uh, practicing Catholic? No, I'm just, like, a telling Catholic. <laughs> like, I'm Catholic. This is a Catholic podcast run by two Catholics. We are Catholic. Two former Catholics. No, no, no. No <laughs> one can take this from us. No one can take this from us. I feel there is a cultural side to Catholicism.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: I think there's something about being like, I'm a Catholic, and that no one can take that from you. And then you go out there and you like, you know what I mean and you're just like sure yeah, so it's subversive yeah, yeah. to yeah. be a trans
2: person to be like but I'm still a Catholic is yes. a way to dig at the Catholic sure.
1: to yeah. go
0: feast on the Eucharist <laughs> absolutely feast <on> it. <laughs> say yeah. I'll have seconds
1: please give me <laughs> more yeah yeah.
0: I do that but I say I'm straight <laughs> because I grew up straight and then I go suck cock
1: <laughs> were you raised Catholic in Michigan
0: uh, no my mom was raised Catholic where Uh, in Illinois of course um but no we were like not super religious we could we moved around like every two to three years and then like there were a few places where we would like put in the effort and try to find like an episcopal church but then it just became too much work and yeah. we didn't care so I, it was it's
2: fine funny like my parents also we we're, we're kind of like ebb and flow with when we would go to church i mm-hmm. felt like there was times where we were going all the time and i was going to sunday school and then there were times where we were not going at all and i was like in hindsight i'm like what was going on with you guys <laughs> That there were times we were checking in with the faith,
1: and times we were like, "We're actually good." <laughs>
2: like, I wonder if that's like a, a we could map what was happening in their lives on that, because obviously I didn't have a choice; if we were going to church or not.
1: I feel like your upbringing was very keepers vibes. Was very like spotlight was happening. That no, am I wrong? Was not that kind of when you were? What do kid? you mean by that? <laughs> like when the people like they know, were just judgmental of the church. <laughs> or remember, like when the n- scandals I was not were coming you that's out. <laughs> no, what I mean. But when the <laughs> scandals came out, like so, my family was very Catholic. My extended family, oh uh, like, my um, people. like very like obsessed with whatever and then that all happened and these people that were like very religious just kind of like dropped oh because of that was like
2: yeah i don't know if they i don't remember anybody as a child bringing up to me the um what was happening you know and it has been happening in the church for a long time i don't remember because i think my people are always very hush hush about that which is part of what the part of the problem yeah yeah what i loved
1: about your story about moving is that like i do feel like if you want to break a habit or start a habit you've got to uproot your life if, like that is yes. Just <laughs> fucking go. I think it's true. Gotta yeah.
2: get somewhere is that know.
0: why
1: you were always moving?
0: Yeah, because we needed a change. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so it's the midwest, military. you gotta you gotta mix it up. You gotta mix it up. No, my dad's not military. He works in human resources uh, yeah. and would sort of like bop from company to company. Cool. Getting Going up and having to move, getting fired, having to move, get you know, that type of thing. Yeah, corporate ladder. Corporate ladder. Corporate ladder. You climb, you climb, and climb you climb you, fall, and climb, you fall, you fall, you fall. <laughs> I know. They uh, say the only way
1: to rise is to leave <laughs> and then to come back and be like, well, this other place is giving me more money. That's like how you get a promotion. Is that, have you, is that what you, you did when you left Rx Bar? Yeah, I did. My next job after that, I was making more money and I had a better title, but I was ultimately unhappy because I was living a lie. Was that the beef jerky? Yes. Of course. I was not meant to work in influencer marketing for beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my truth.
2: <laughs> but hey, we all have to start there.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, should we do our... Uh, What's a boy's love you are a <laughs> part of?
0: A boy's love I am a part of. I, and I am i don't know what has been done before. And this is potentially too obvious and normal. But, it, but it's like gay comedy. Like We haven't had gay comedy. We've no had one's comedy, had gay comedy. And I love that you're bringing this up. Yeah. Because, like, when I started comedy, there wasn't like a gay scene at all. Like, there were no like gay mics. There was no nothing. Like, I, <laughs> truly, none. And wow. so, like, I, like I would go to open mics and just like met like, you know, Julio and and Booster and like we then like on Bowen and we all started like hanging out and it was like, okay, like we're the only gay people in our little scenes. And then we were like formed like a a tight knit group and it was like very fun and is very fun. But now it's sort of like, Oh, now I see that there's like uh, almost a like establishment (laughs) thing about it now. Yeah. um, Where like before it was like, we're like saying fuck you to everything. And now it's like, Oh, now it's like, we have to be aware of like the power of whatever we have, or you yeah, know. Yeah,
2: that's interesting. Yeah, like I, it, it is like a, a a a new thing, but it it still has like its own. Yeah, it is more. It feels more official now. Like there yeah. is a gay comedy scene. Yeah, and there's probably way more uh, openly gay comedians now than even like five years ago or whenever.
1: Yeah. Um, the straightest mic I go to, I've been informed is a gay bar. It's a branded saloon. <laughs> it's the straight, It's the. Do you know what that is? Yeah. I did not know that was a gay bar. <laughs> Those people are scary. Well, They're straight. Well, sometimes
2: in New York, it's like, there's pride flags up, but do you mean it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they mean it. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, in June, it's, there's no way to tell. There's no way to there's tell. There's no way to tell. And in, 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 in some
1: ways, I am I don't love that. I don't want to be tricked.
0: <laughs> I agree. I don't want to be tricked. <laughs> we yeah.
2: decided
1: to start working together at a gay bringer. If that makes sense, <laughs>
2: at uh, at uh, at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Can we really? talk about that on here? Sure. I mean, Yoss we Fest. were at a
1: Gay Bringer, which is a kind of a punishment for being gay. Is that you get invited to do this briz three years ago, two years ago? I don't it's know.
2: marketed as a festival through Broadway Comedy Club called Yas Fest. <laughs>
1: you don't know what this. So is. we should have run. I'm upset first, that we know what this is. We
2: should have run then. When it when we were signed up for something yes, like Fest, but yes. um, it
1: is a bringer in disguise where you just have to you have to bring five people to participate. When then, all my dreams come true, I'm gonna be just like walking around being like, "Don't do bringers <laughs> That's gonna be my contribution <laughs> to now. the community. You should do that now. Yeah. <laughs> like don't, yeah, yeah,
2: don't do it. Yeah, but that's how we met. Was doing a so there's so much esta- to your point. So much establishment gay that they're doing this kind of stuff. They're making yeah, us run through that.
1: And the titles we were between was Boys Club or Velvet Rave like Velvet Rage where uh-huh. in my head I was like I want to do something called Velvet Rave someone <laughs> can steal that I don't want to do anymore
0: no it's yours copyright it Velvet Rave do you feel that you are part of establishment sometimes I feel that I'm sort of a, an in between like I, I've like there's always i almost felt more establishment like pre-pandemic when i was like more in like hosting a lot of shows and like putting on a lot of live stuff where i like was literally controlling booking Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay i'm a gatekeeper now (laughs) and so i have to like care about that yeah and then like since pandemic i'm more like I have the podcast, but that, like, where we have guests on. But other than that, I'm, like, it's more, like, solo writing projects and stuff. Yeah. So I don't feel as establishment where I'm not, like, keeping anyone or, or lifting anyone <laughs> up. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. It
2: totally is. Yeah. I was thinking about that recently, too, that there – who was I talking about this with? But, like, there is this extra, like, for good reason, pressure, I think, on queer people to be, like, well, you can't, you can't pass – the line and then fuck everybody behind you. Like it's like, you have to like keep that door open, um, which I think we all should do. and is a good thing, but it is, there's like a, there's so many other things that go into it. And there's like a lot of pressure there to like be cultivating something that will like continue to allow for that to happen while not feeling like you are in any way jeopardizing your own, Happiness, success, or anything else. Yeah.
0: It's confusing. I do feel like I still do literally every show that has ever asked of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which sometimes I'm like, is this bad? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to
2: say no. It's hard to say no. Yeah.
0: And it's good practice. And I like seeing who's new and who's up and coming. And it's fun to like feel like you're still part of the scene. And Yeah. Because it did feel like it wasn't that I got, like, a big job or anything. It was more like the pandemic happened. And then there were, like, little jobs where now it's, like, okay, like, I'm, like, stable in this career. But it's not like I, like, suddenly, like, was plucked or something. And so it was more like I I was suddenly taken out of the scene only by the pandemic, almost. Yeah. And just, like, haven't quite filmed, like, the same level of community. And almost I'm, like do I want the same level of community or is that like, or should I just try to move up? And I'm like, but that doesn't feel good in the same way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people I've talked to, cause I wasn't here in either of you before the pandemic. So we only know post pandemic, okay. you know, comedy world, but it, a lot of people have said that it's like, com- like a lot of things like, uh, and especially I think people who are at like a certain point in their career when it hit, like really probably felt that the most of like, you were on the edge of something and then it w- just all of a sudden went away. Yeah. And now there's like this other su- – now that you're on the other side of it and it's like looks different. And like you're not – yeah, you're not hosting bar shows anymore. You're not hosting whatever – you know what I mean? So yeah. like you're just in this new – and I'm sure a lot of people moved to L.A. or like
0: yeah. stopped completely maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's crazy. <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. Because it is like I was lucky enough – like I felt bad for people who were like – like two years behind me where it was like because I was like had a job right when the pandemic started it wasn't like a fancy job but it was like a comedy job and I was like okay I can still I'm still doing it yeah and then it was like uh, and then that led to more stuff but it was like the people that were like just figuring out like their voice I was like and I have to wait like for years, this is crazy.
2: Yeah, I always feel grateful that we came
1: after because I think that would have been really stressful. We've talked about the middle ground, that there's, like, kind of this middle yeah. that got hurt the worst because they didn't have, like, the, I don't want to, I don't know if this is an appropriate use of the word industry. The industry support, appeal, backing support, sure. and then but they had already put a lot of work in. So then they lost everything. Whereas like, we kind of didn't have anything at all. And, like <laughs> nothing like nothing we don't have a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: at East folk Comedy Club at a Roman Mike. So mm-hmm. like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do think I try to be aware of when I am establishment and when I'm not like, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the,
2: like, does it excite you that there's more? I mean, like, like, do you feel um, mostly,
0: I think I was like scared when it, when for stuff first started reopening, where I was like, oh, no, there's, like, truly a whole new cast.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> and they have no idea that I've been here for seven fucking years. And like, totally. And yeah. I was like, this is crazy. But then I was like, oh, once you meet everyone and it's it's fun again. Yeah. And it's, mo- it's fine. And it's always going to happen. Like, it, even if you get a job where you have to move to L.A. and be there for two years, there's going to be a whole new cast in New York right. and you're not going to know it. And you yeah. kind of have to... It's part of growing up, I think is being okay with that, which yeah. I do struggle with. But
2: it, it's hard to also like. Uh, already, I'm sure. I in many ways, I still feel n- new, relatively speaking, to like being in New York and being in comedy and whatnot. But like, it is weird to be like, well, I'm not the newest. I don't know, there's already going to always be newer... I don't know, you, like, lose (laughs) that identity so quickly. And then you're like, oh, like, yeah, now, who am I now? And who am I now? And who am I now? And it's, like, a weird, consistent evolution.
0: It's so hard not to think about things in level... uh, Like, almost, like, school classes. And so I I remember, like, being, like, the people that were below me, and then there was, like, a a class below them. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, (laughs) this is crazy. This is going to keep happening. And now, now I've sort of lost sense of that in a good way because that can that will drive you insane yeah but like it's so funny who i thought was like okay they are two grades below me um
2: (laughs) (laughs) no totally i i thought about it the same way when we first like i was like okay i'm a freshman right now and then i'm like now i do feel like a sophomore and then yeah it it is toxic to think about it that way sometimes (laughs) yeah but it's, uh, it, it it does feel like school. Like, you do know yeah. way too many people, kind of. You yeah. Know? Like, you kind of know so many people, and then you have, like, your closest group of friends, and then I'm way I'm so too petty. Many
1: I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so petty, because when you were like, my group is gay comedians, I was like, yeah, there's a gay comedian group chat I'm not in. And, <laughs> but I was like, I just want everyone to know that I know, and so does Michael collaborator that I'm not in it. And I don't want to be in, in it? it. No. Okay. I'm gonna start one with him, and it's gonna be called neurodivergent gay comedians <laughs> <laughs> that don't want to be in your group chat. Yeah,
2: I know. There's so many that there can even be group chats. Wow, multiple. I know. Yeah, and in that way, it's progress that it, we can it's we can very much bully progress. each other <laughs> instead of being bullied by straight people. It is beautiful, and isn't that beautiful? <laughs> Do you f- well? I feel
1: like bro- right now, br- Brooklyn versus Manhattan. But like <laughs> Brooklyn to me is queer. Like Brooklyn comedy is queer, and mm-hmm. I guess before Brooklyn comedy was like alt. Yeah. I think that's not true, and is it fair to say that's a less true? And it's more just like it's actually just gay. Is I don't know. I mean, I don't have any. I mean, you can probably speak to what it was like before, but
2: my I don't know. Maybe it's just my own bias or just the world that I'm in. But like to me, I'm like ninety percent of the comedy I think is good is coming from someone who is gay. Yeah, I think I agree with that.
1: I we all agree with close. It time. takes a <laughs> lot
2: for a straight person to impress me,
0: but they, you know, the straight. The straight circles that are are alt, I always am impressed by. You know, yeah. yeah um, I don't know who the younger versions of those are. I feel like I don't meet them as much. I but feel like
2: every time I meet like a straight alt person though, they're like secretly bisexual, and it's like got him again. Like, it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I don't even know who are the straight people.
0: <laughs> that's true. When I was like, I, there was like the annoyance that had like a big group of straight guys who were who are now (laughs) off to do big things (laughs) 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 and we're so proud of them. (laughs) I was in Chicago. I didn't realize that. I guess I did used to know the annoyance had been here. It was here for like maybe two years, but it was like the hottest spot for those two years, which is weird because I lived in Chicago too and interned at the annoyance in like 2010 or something. And it was like they were always kind of struggling and always kind of like the flop theater compared to the other ones. And so when they were like so hot in New York for a second, I was like, "This is wild. This is unexpected." And then they shut it down. We be- just talked about this. If you want to change your image, you have to move
1: if you you have to <laughs> t- if you want to quit a habit, form a habit, be cooler than you were, you have to up pack your bags. And the, uh, <laughs>
0: the thing was, they shut down the Brooklyn annoyance to like open the new annoyance space in Chicago. And it was like, no, 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 no. Close the Chicago one. <laughs> yeah. This one's
1: working. Wait, that woman, do you remember that woman that ran it in Chicago? Yes. Okay, her husband was so sweet. He passed away, but he taught me this. One time, like, I was had to be 23 years old, and he taught me this, like, sitcom spec script class. I don't even think people write those anymore. But i it, that's actually the end of that thought. And he was so <laughs> lovely. And he was just, like this old professorial man, and I was like, I love you. <laughs> well, RIP. His name was, I'm not going to name him. Because I don't remember Michael McCarthy. I think. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No, actually, I was thinking of someone else. And it's too late for him to change his legacy. That's sad. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I you made this sad. No, no, no. No, you made. <laughs> your this <sad>. victim
0: complex
2: <laughs> made this sad. Um. Wait, what was I? Gonna? Oh, well, it must feel really ex- like cool and exciting for like you and the other like queer comics you came up with, like to see like your success and like Bowen and Joel and like. All, I mean, like it's so cool that like what started as like this little pocket amongst a sh- very straight scene to, like, be so established and doing cool things, like, that's really exciting.
0: It is cool. It is cool. It's so- also, st- like, sometimes you're like, uh, like, <laughs> I guess me. I'm like, are we being erased? D- did that <laughs> whole... Like, I was like, we did something there. Yeah. Um, but we're not. It's and fine. it's like, where is the credit for the, <laughs> the, the We're not. It's actually fine. <laughs> um, but that's always the fear. But no, it does feel cool. I, it's like, I. it's good that... There's more gay comedians now. There's so many. There's literally a ton. I do, like, sometimes I'm like, it's a, not to sound Republican, but I'm like, you know, the, the toughness you get when you perform at those straight mics. Yeah. And I'm like, everyone, uh, the the there's a gay, uh, gays performing for gays. And I'm like, but where are you, where are you getting your strife?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where are, you, where are you? You need to go to Grizzly Bear. I wrote one joke about fag. At Grizzly pear <laughs> that I still tell today, that faggot joke was a Grizzly parrot. joke, and they laughed too hard. <laughs> they started chanting it, and I was they was like, like, "We got to get out of here." Yeah, yeah. you know, what Grizzly parrot. Yeah, nightmare. Mm-hmm. Night- nightmare, nightmare,
2: nightmare. That room is um. Well, you we walk in there and you know, well, this can't be good because it's I walk so in there and dark. I'm like, I can't see, anything. I can't see anything. I know that's the only time I felt like I really was targeted by somebody on stage <laughs> within that space.
1: <laughs> the scary, this Pepino.
2: Yes, but anyway, um, the uh, I agree though that I think there is gonna be this like. For a lot of queer comedians, like who I I think it's cool. I I always go back and forth because I think it's really cool, and um, I think a really powerful thing about comedy, obviously, is its ability to to create community and like to give space and voice to people who don't get a platform otherwise. And like, sometimes, sure, maybe it is preaching to the choir, but it's not a choir who gets a lot of praise. True. Globally, so it is cool that we have these spaces, but at the same time, sometimes those rooms can be the hardest because it's like nothing I say is novel to you guys. Yeah. Everything yeah, yeah. you've already heard maybe, or it's like not, so it's like it does make you push to see like, okay, what's extra interesting to these people. But at the same time, it's like, sometimes it's too easy. And then you go to a straight room and it's like, well, they don't understand anything <laughs> I'm saying. They are completely lost. Sometimes I'll, I'll do a set and it'll be like by the end of 10 minutes, these people have just, heard of what a trans man is for the first time in their life (laughs) they've never actually been confronted that that was a possibility they only know (laughs) of trans women like sometimes it's like clearly they're like oh this goes the other way too like they've no idea and they've just learned so much in the span of 10 minutes that i think they really like didn't even have time to laugh because they were just like i'm just learning (laughs)
0: well this and it also is for any scene like it was like that for alt, where it was like if you're only performing for the alt people then you're brought to a more mainstream audience and people are truly like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) yeah my first jfl audition the way that i bombed harder than anyone has ever bombed (laughs) because it was just like the complete silence like (laughs) because i'd been performing in like basements in bushwick and like yes that community loved me but it it was not something that could translate yeah and it happens yeah it happens for everything
2: but Yeah, and I think it is important to, like, know how to, like, do a little bit of both, but I also yeah. think sometimes I get too hard on myself about being, like, this should always be able to play in, like, any room, and it's, like, that's just not always going to be the reality, and that's okay, yeah. and, like, it is yeah. also important to be, like, it actually is good to want to just play, like, sometimes I get in my head about being, like, oh, like, do I talk too much about my identity on stage, like, is it too much anecdotal stuff, is it too much, like whatever and that won't be like broadly appealing or whatever and blah 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 and it's like but at what point is like who cares like if if queer people want to come see me that's great yeah you know
3: so
0: but i i it is hard to find that balance sometimes it's hard to find that balance yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's very confusing i don't know what the answer is also there's no like uh, yeah. Because,
2: I, I, like, to your point, though, there hasn't been enough – I mean, there, of course, I don't mean to erase any other, like, queer comedians who have also made Ish, it in yes. even – people made it happen in even harder times. Of course. No doubt. And so, like, I, I don't mean to erase any of that, but, like, we don't have, like, a, a broad queer scene to, like, be, like, how did these people do it and how did it evolve into – like, we're, like, in the infancy of it in many ways, I think. Still. Yeah, totally. So it's – um It's up to us. (laughs) (laughs) It's up to us (laughs) (laughs) to grade the path.
0: Um, Should we do our our last question? (laughs) What's a voice clip you want to see in the world? Oh, okay. Okay. I I promise you this is not informed by horny, but tasteful nudity. Love. Wow. I want tasteful nudity to be back in a big way. Yes. And this goes with your locker room fears. (laughs) Yes, where I, my head went. That's <laughs> <laughs> my whole... I'm, like, I'm ready for people to be naked and it be normal. I'm, like, sick of... Um, o- nudity is only sexual and um, is bad. I agree. Because it's, like, how is it that you're 2023 and we're still so
2: weird about bodies? It's so nudity? frustrating. Yeah.
0: Because it's also, like, anytime... Like, I don't know if you've been to, like, any, like korean spas or whatever but it's you like get comfortable so fast and it's like you're like right i don't need to be freaking out like it's weird at first because yeah. you're like okay i'm fucking naked but you think then you get about over the it
1: underwear party have you been to the underwear party
0: like on fire island uh-huh. yeah is that what you're describing there's elements of that that i'm describing like i'm more describing like like <laughs> like a locker room should feel normal to feel like you're changing and not be like, don't look at me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Not covering <laughs> no. yourself and being like, don't look at me. I look. think part of my internalized
1: and now externalized shame <laughs> is that I don't want straight guys in the locker room to think that I'm checking them out because that's not why I don't want my whole head to be taken forward. But anyway, <laughs> but because I think that was very drilled in. As we, w- I, I feel like before it was kind of like, I, as long as you're not hitting on me, dude, as long as you're on, that's okay if they're gay, as long as they don't hit on me. I'm from Philadelphia. And like, <laughs> I just. I was not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was like such a thing before. And like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, definitely.
2: I mean, I remember being in middle school and um somebody like ac- accusing me of being a lesbian and that being like uh, shut it down shut it down shut it down like never look at and then that was like in which trials literally like it felt like and I was like okay well I'm never looking up in locker room again and then it took me all the way until being in college and like when I played on my soccer team in college like everybody was so like laissez-faire about it like whatever like and I was like oh okay cool like everybody's just like naked and it's fine yeah we can have a full conversation and that's actually totally normal because there's <laughs> nothing sexual about this right these are just bodies and we're really comfortable with each other but it really it took a long time but so i totally relate to that i, I that absolutely was a narrative in like the 2000s i feel like yeah. probably still
0: there was this comedy central show back then that was like straight guys teach gay guys how to be straighter <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like well rob briggle yeah, yeah. was like one of the hosts <laughs> there were like a few comedians and like there was a scene I remember where they were like in a locker room, and like <laughs> it wasn't a shock collar, but in my dramatic retelling, <laughs> it was a shock collar. These we're... are the things we change when we tell our <laughs> stories. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was, a, and they were like scolding him, like whenever he looked down, and um, that's and that's what we grew up with.
2: Yeah, like I mean, definitely, like we
1: were that was being pushed. No, no
0: doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I've never gotten. Um an apology from the community on that. <laughs> and this is I, a call to the streets to apologize a call. to Connor. I
0: do also want to say about the underwear party on Fire Island. There is a moment going with friends, like the sort of the squad that I mentioned earlier is like we would all go to Fire Island and we go to the underwear party and because we're actually not cool, we get there early <laughs> and are like the first people there. And it was so... Fun to be like, we're in our underwear, we're friends, we're not going to hook up, like, let's dance around and be in our underwear. And I was like, I love this. Do you want to do that?
2: Take me next time. I think maybe that was part of your problem is you went with someone who wasn't making you feel, like, safe to do that. The love of my life. Well... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jury's out on that. <laughs> There's some backstory here, I, I didn't get this in the well, brief. You, you went with your ex-boyfriend. I went with my ex-boyfriend. He gave me this underwear. It said pump on it. That's <laughs> not was not my underwear. I should have worn my underwear that said something, I don't know, like Alfani. And I feel <laughs> like I've been <laughs> yeah. I feel like, it was. I got in there, I was like, ah, I don't like this. I'm also sober. It feels like it may be an important detail. Yeah. Th- I was like, ah, I'm just like, this is kind of the same. These are the same eyes I have at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. I'm not like super vibing with this. And then I was kind of like, I actually have to go. And then I like did, and then we left. And that was the end of the underwear party. But I do think that if I was there with like someone else, <laughs> that it wouldn't have no, been good. Bring <laughs> me, bring me, I'll go. But I, I think that is something that like queer spaces have
2: the opportunity to do and then don't always uh come through on that promise is the promise of like um liberation from that kind of you know w- you know being feeling policed in your sexuality and your body yeah. and like being like this is a place to be free but then sometimes i think those things can be can go to and then it's like actually that's where you're judged the most <laughs> is the gay men's under- underwear morning <laughs> and fire island maybe it's, it's not i have not i haven't been but it can be
0: it can be either way i mean it, i guess it depends on like there's like a want, like I feel like the people that feel judged the most are the ones that are also trying to hook up the most. Where it's like, yeah, well, if you like are just having fun with your friends, no, you're not. No one's gonna be like, like problem area, problem. Like it's just yeah. like they're just gonna it's... ignore you. And if you're happy being ignored, then that's fine. It's yeah. more like when you're like validate me that it's like, well, they're uh, not necessarily gonna do that. I feel no. Like. We go. We're gonna be like, we're writers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're writers, babe. You're here for my mind. <laughs> yes.
2: <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, I I think in like step with this, I mean, I know you said not sexual, but I think there's like such a sexless energy to so much of what's happening right now. Well,
0: that too. I mean, I do think uh, to be, a, and sorry if I'm cutting you off, but I feel like the uh, there should be a sexual, there can be a sexual element, like especially in a queer space. Mm-hmm. Like it just, I like the separation a little bit. Yeah. It's like go in that room when you want to hook up. Which Yeah. Queer spaces have literally have dark rooms, which I think is a good move. Yeah, there's like a consent there. But
2: there feels like there's been this like, sw- like I don't know, something about what's going, like or just the world we're in right now feels so puritanical and yeah. so devoid of any like, like yeah, bringing like body and sex and that kind of and and nudity back into like art and just like the and being more free. I don't know. I feel like we've gotten away from feeling. I don't know. It feels like so overpoliced right now, and, and yeah. in a way that we're more sex positive and we're more. But almost in... I don't know. It's it a little it, clinical. Yes, yes. Yeah. It feels clinical. Even, like, I was hearing somebody talking about Field the other day, the app Field, and how, like, it is a it can be a great app, I think, if you're looking to hook up and, like, you're looking for specific sex stuff. But if you're, like, looking to date and then also, like, but somebody that's in the kink community, it's, like, the only thing you learn about somebody is, like, what they love in bed. And you're like, <laughs> what, what else about you? Like, I don't know anything <laughs> else about how you are uh, outside of those, uh, you know, the, the four walls of a bedroom or wherever. But, like, um, anyway... That to the, to speak to that that like the the app of uh, you know making everything in an app and making everything in this like weird like tech world that we're in now it, it does feel yeah. like so clinical, and like I feel like we can with nudity we can bring it back we can make it human again
0: let's make it human again and yeah. not to be Robin Thick but th- <laughs> I do think there are like you know part of the fun of like. Finding a kink is like not uh, is like not knowing you're into it or something. Yeah. And being like, well, this person's into it. So there's like a blurred like maybe I'll be into it. Yeah. And like, let's feel it out. Yeah. Did you see
1: Tate McRae on SNL?
0: No, I didn't watch
1: it. Okay. So she, I Was she she the? She was a musical guest maybe two weeks ago. Oh, totally missed that. With who? I don't know. I watched her. Okay. Not to. It was Jason Momoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs>
2: okay yeah i skipped that one no no i'm sure it was great no uh, shade no shade no shade <laughs>
1: she's 20 years old she was 16 when the corona started because when the corona started i was like i'm obsessed with the song about a breakup by who is it oh it's a child okay
2: great that's relatable <laughs> i know when you when you're listening that's how i feel sometimes when i listen to olivia already go, but i'm like she's speaking to me she's speaking to me it
0: only gets worse <laughs> like at, at some point you're like i'm 34 and i'm listening to this and it's like what am i gonna do not like, <laughs> <laughs> like Got my driver's license yeah. yeah
1: so she Her performances are they're so hot, like they're, it like it caught me off guard because I think that that's not how we got. Not I don't know if this is too much of a diversion, not to front porch, but like, um, (laughs) I think about Britney Spears versus Taylor Swift. There was a time where Britney Spears was the number one pop star. Yeah, right now it's Taylor Swift. So, like, or beyond, whatever. But, like, kind of those two. But Taylor Swift really compared to Britney Spears. Like, Britney Spears has a snake on, and she's, like, naked on stage. And, like, that's the world. Janet Jackson's taking her top off of the Super Whatever, by accident, but, like, at the Super Bowl. And now it's, like, Taylor Swift, who's kind of just, like, driving a truck and, like, a a hat and a scarf. And it's, like, it's a very different world.
2: It's not as sexy.
1: Yeah, way less sexy. Yeah.
2: And I wonder how much of that is, like... An overcorrection on the Britney Spears era, where we're like, "Oh well, fuck, we actually fucked her up," accident, like n- yeah. not accidentally, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but you know, for those of us who didn't have any any uh, stake in that, um, yeah, we didn't mean we to. Didn't, yeah, we, we, were, like, just, yeah, we, we were just we were just witness to yes, it. Yeah, but I we wonder were if were like an, an overcorrection, and maybe yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like there is like a weird. Uh, it feels we're like more s- uh, scrutinized in that way than we ever have been. So I'm with you. I think we need to bring it back let's bring it back some nudity in here get people get comfortable
0: get comfortable get it's, make it the 70s again <laughs> <laughs>
3: nah. let's
2: have some weed let's let's kick it back Why let's not? be in the nude let's be outside Who yeah cares? have you ever been to a nude beach
0: yes i've been to gunnison in new jersey
2: oh i didn't know there was one in new jersey oh
0: it's right there i mean it's like a two-hour commute but it's you can do it yeah and it i love it it's fun yeah um yeah, uh, so this is, a, maybe it's a it's a boys club that I'm entering into where I'm kind of obsessed with it. And I'm like, like uh, once I've been to one, I was like, okay, well now I need to, like there's, a, uh, there's like a nude gay swimming hole in Vermont and, that I oh, went fine. to. And it was great. And now I'm just like, okay, where are the nude places? That's awesome. It's fun.
2: Have you ever, what's that movie? There's a movie, I think Jennifer Aniston's in it. And they go to like a, I can't remember what it was, but they go to like a nudist resort. Would you ever go to like a nudist resort? I'd be curious about. It, our to be friend, honest, our friend Jesse's been to one. Really, I'll, we'll, we'll connect you. She went to <laughs> one. She has a great joke where she talks about how she sang Dolly Parton's Jolene in a new distro- at this new resort, and she's like, "There's something about being naked that lets you know that song does not sit in your register." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's my
2: favorite joke of hers. Shout out Jesse Ballard. I love um, that. But she said it was. She went with under interesting circumstances, like with people that she. Anyway, she could tell you the whole story, but. Um, I think she like I think she thought it was a pretty freeing experience.
0: Yeah. I I could see it. I mean, I like I have been to like a gay campgrounds where there's like clothing optional, but I'd be curious even like a like those are confusing because there is always sex sort of uh, it's confusing, but I do qu- I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's nice to not be freaking out all the time.
1: It's nice to... (laughs) I'm sure it's nice
0: to... You told me that, like, you were telling me something new.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) I feel like it would be nice to feel, like... uh, I I wonder if it would make you feel, like, in touch with, like, your... Like, like a form of ego death, perhaps. Sure, is sure. Like shedding that, like be feeling, uh, feeling comfortable being like completely naked in front of people.
0: It also does make me appreciate the reason for clothes. Like sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like, why do I have to do this all the time? And it's like, oh, like going for a naked walk is actually like a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's something nice to be just to keeping it all together. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound like a mushroom trip. Yeah.
1: In terms of like, I don't know if ego death and mushroom trip are the same thing. Anytime you do, anytime I've ever done mushrooms, I'm sober from alcohol, I'm not from mushrooms. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this is who I am at my core. Kind of like a soul cycle class, where you're like, this is who I am underneath all of it. No, I do. Does soul cycle make you feel that way? If, if if the instructor is good at their job, <laughs> yes. But I'm here to tell <laughs> maybe you, maybe Sam's mom can make you feel this I way. I bet yeah. she is good. She's making people in Michigan feel this way. Yeah, that's beautiful. But I, when I no, some of them are. I went to one yesterday, and I was, like, literally, like, oh, you should not be on payroll. And I know that's (laughs) so offensive, and it was just so bad. Just so bad. I don't like how people are... Was it too intense? Was it not intense enough? She just, like, wouldn't stop talking, and I was, like, let the music do the job. I also Mm -hmm. don't like it when... I don't know. I feel... She was, uh, you can tell when the instructor is nervous that they, the people aren't going to respect them. You just got to run your fucking room and just like trust that you will. But if you're kind of like, w- uh, you could tell there's something inside of her that was worried that she wasn't going to like run her fucking room. I guess at the end of the day, not everybody's a leader, as Sam called us earlier. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. We're leaders.
0: Business
2: leaders. Business leaders, uh, <laughs> leading this, yeah, leading this space. Are these so cycle socks you have on? Yeah. So wow. Brand loyal. Brand, brand loyal. Well, Sam, thank you so much for being on the pod. Uh, we, w- we love Thanks having you Thanks for having here. me. Uh, before, we before we go, do
0: you want to plug your socials or anything coming up? Sure. Follow me on Instagram at Sam T. No, actually, that one's just Sam Tagger. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops um and uh, yeah that's pretty much it i, I kn- just for the record i know there were gay people before me <laughs> <laughs> but not really. and i don't want it to sound like um yeah it was just there wasn't a, a a queer comedy community in any sense back then yeah um they were here they were bad at forming community is what you're saying I think they were maybe more lone uh, wolf than they more lone wolf. Yeah, and even more like I I do think the queer comedians that were there were a little bit like well, I'm the only one. Like uh, there there wasn't like we should unionize. Yeah, <laughs> the girlies yeah. hadn't oh. unionized <laughs> yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But we're here to unionize now. <laughs> yeah. We're coming. We're yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. And
2: check out Sam's uh, podcast, Radio Lab. If you haven't, it's a it's an awesome podcast. Um, very funny. Um, awesome. All right, we'll get out of here and a smooch on three. One, two, three what's up boys at home thank you so much for listening to our podcast boys club connor where can they find you on instagram
1: at connor janda c-o-n-o-r janda is panda with a j
2: and you can follow me at nico carney n-i-c-o-c-a-r-n-e-y you can follow us both at boys club comedy on instagram uh, and we have a live show.
1: Our live show is at Club Coming, typically on the last Friday of the month. And it is always the two of us and some of our favorite funny people. And we'd love to see you there.
2: Yeah, often people from the podcast. So come check those out. Uh, if you live in New York, we'd
3: love to see you there. Bye, boys. Bye, boys.